Welcome to the No Drop Dash Zone. Ah. The NDDZ. But sometimes it can be the No Insta Shield Zone or the No Super Peel Out Zone. But you have hey, to get enough you? medals. Me? I'm, yeah, who are I you? I am Charlie. Oh, nice to meet you, Charlie. I'm Isaiah. Nice to meet you, Isaiah. Who's this other person in our midst? <laughs> I'm Steven. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the No Spin Dash Zone Mania. We finally made it. We finally made it to Sonic Mania. Yeah. Is everybody everybody's excited? Yeah, I, I was pretty excited and I had fun playing it. So here's here's the basic premise for Sonic Mania. What if Sonic 1 through 3 and CD sometimes again? What if Sonic 4 wasn't bad or modern? And it's honestly the best idea Sonic has had in a long time. Okay, so I, I'm i like hesitant with the Sonic 4 comparison, because this game doesn't feel like a sequel to yeah. Sonic 3. It feels a lot more like Sonic Generations, but just like... Sonic Generations, but with like four new stages. Well, that, and also, they didn't, it, the idea wasn't to, like, flagrantly just reuse things. It was, the, there was, like, a, this weird little, like, scheme to everything. It was, like, very video gamey. Yeah. In a particular way. My understanding, and I could be wrong about this, was that uh, the team was originally going to do all new locations, and Sega required that they reuse stages for marketing purposes. That sounds like something they would do. <laughs> Which, you know, that pretty much explains why Green Hill Zone is in every Sonic game ever made. Well, I mean, I don't think Sega has, like... I don't think it's a rule that Green Hill has to be in every Sonic game. It's just because they, they were like, well, you think you can make Sonic? Fix Green Hill then. And then... <laughs> and they did. You know, and they did, so to speak. So it plays pretty much exactly the same as the classic 2D Sonic games. Obviously, you still have your spin dash. It's not like Sonic 1. Um... The, the the biggest difference when you're playing as Sonic is there's a new ability called the Drop Dash, which if you press and hold the jump button, which is every button because it's 2D Sonic. Well, after you jump. Yeah, yeah, in, in the air after you've jumped. When you land, you'll just do a spin dash. Like, you'll just have a charged spin dash already ready. I like it. It's good because it makes it so that you don't have to like go back and forth between running and rolling to get your momentum and you can just always be a hitbox yeah mm -hmm. it's really nice for being like okay i want to gain a burst of speed but i don't want to stand still to spin dash so instead i will jump i will move forward while i jump so i already get that acceleration and then i'll just be in a drop dash and i'm already like speeding well, it's also good because you don't have to ever be vulnerable if you don't want to. Yeah. It feels like an ability that if you play... Like, you can play the game the first time through and basically not really notice the ability, not find uses for it. And I think the more experience you have with the game, the more useful you realize the drop dash is, which is really nice. Mm-hmm. I also like it more than the insta-shield because its utility, if you're messing with it, is much more apparent and there's not a like skill check basically to make use of it yeah the insta shield is really hard to implement if it's your first time with the game i do love an extra pixel of invincibility <laughs> an extra <laughs> pixel i do like the insta shield but it does really suffer from no you have to like already be extremely good in order to use it effectively well it's not like you have to be good at sonic it's you have to have incredible timing yeah and that's not some like hitting the a button in the air wasn't pertinent to sonic until much much later in its history yeah the drop dash ability like works with the way you play sonic much better yeah for sure also like the insta shield when you get the elemental shields you kind of lose the ability that's, that's true it does maintain the when you get elemental shields you get that shield's ability instead of your your drop dash yeah, for fire, I think that that kind of just doesn't matter because you're basically doing the drop dash in midair instead of on the ground. <laughs> and then that's true, yeah. For electricity, like the double jump is definitely super, super useful. But the bubble, ugh, I don't like the bubble. I still don't like it. It's just yeah, you can get a higher I, jump, but you have to like burn a bunch of time doing that. I think I think the bubble is definitely 
as with Sonic 3 and my least favorite of the elemental shields. I think there's also there's also a non-elemental shield in this, right? Yeah, you just have the classic barrier. So that way, if, if you want a shield but still want to use your drop dash, now you can. I mean, it's not like you can choose the shield. It's there. That's true, yeah. I mean, sometimes you might find a random box, but like... That's only an encore mode, right? Yeah, and I think an encore mode is just like character specific stuff. Oh. But there there are random boxes that aren't in the encore mode? There might be. I could be just creating a false memory. I don't believe so. I don't remember ever seeing one, but I I find that entirely possible that I just missed it because I was not looking for secrets very much during this playthrough. Yeah. We we've all played the game prior to this 100%, right? Yeah. I haven't gotten all the Chaos Emeralds because when have I ever gotten all the Chaos Emeralds except in Sonic Heroes? I've 100%ed everything, but that was before I had uh, Sonic Mania Plus. So well, yeah. all content added in Plus I, I, haven't, I hadn't seen before this. There's not much added in the Encore stuff. Okay. Like you, you played the entire game beforehand, so you know what's up, basically. <laughs> That's yeah. true, yeah. It's all just like an extra campaign mode that's kind of different and new characters <laughs> let's talk about all the characters you can play as in this game so you've got your standard sonic tails and knuckles fair with you know you can do sonic and tails together and you can even unlock a little mode where you just get knuckles and you can have knuckles and knuckles mode because haha memes honestly i fully support it i mean they basically play the same I'm not even sure Knuckles has walls that only he can break. I think the bit is that he can just charge through a wall instead of having to spin dash through it like everyone else has to. I know there are things that can only be broken by Mighty. Yeah. So I I would assume that there is something that Knuckles can break that other characters can't. It's possible. I don't know where they would put it. The other thing is Knuckles also has like an exclusive act, or at least he, he might actually share it with uh, Mighty and Ray. But in the Mirage, in the first act of Mirage Saloon, he has like oh, a, yeah. a completely unique stage that kind of caters to his move set. But mm -hmm. again, I don't know if that has to do with his like knuckle wall breaking. There is, in my opinion, a major difference that Knuckles has in this game, uh, which is that when he lands after gliding. He just sort of, like, he sort of recovers on the ground for way longer than he has in previous games. Oh, yeah, really? Yeah, he just, like, skids yeah. along the ground for a while. Yeah, he, he loses he loses a lot of time. Uh, I've I definitely noticed that, but I just, I guess I didn't figure it was longer than, like, Sonic 3. It's it's definitely longer, and I, I actually think it kind of improves the character because it, it makes the decision to glide more important. Well, actually, more specifically, it makes the decision to land more important because if you land when there's enemies nearby, they can just hit you before you fully recovered. Like, you're vulnerable in that state. Mm. I think it's I think it's very interesting. Uh, it does It does make him play slower, though, which maybe doesn't necessarily feel so good. I, I think that... Everyone besides Sonic should be slower, period. Yep. Yeah. I think that that's a better way to design the game because that makes it so that you have to make use of the character's other skills. They're not just Sonic, but objectively better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think, in general, the, the characters, they all play differently from Sonic in ways that make them not objectively better. Yeah, it's it's not like Sonic 3 where they just like you should play as Tails and Knuckles. Especially because of the usefulness of the drop dash just makes Sonic a really worthwhile character to play as like in the first place. Yeah, I'd agree. But in addition to Tails, Sonic and Knuckles, uh, we have a returning from Sega Sonic or I guess Knuckles Chaotix and Mighty's case, uh, Mighty and Ray. Ray the Flying Squirrel. Yes. And boy, does he fly. <laughs> and by fly, I mean he's basically Cape Mario from Super Mario World. It's it's a bit more technical than the cape, to be honest. Yeah, it's like better in some ways because it's easier to get the vertical distance that you would want from a character that isn't Sonic. But then there's also a lot more, there are like a lot more rules to it. Like the momentum matters. Something I, I ran into a lot, especially early on, is like I'm holding forward to run and then I start gliding and immediately veer downward, and I'm no longer gliding. <laughs> and I, I mean, that's that's just something that you get better at not doing with experience. What I will say is, unlike Cape Mario, you get a lot of experience with it, because you don't need, like Cape Mario, obviously you need to like run for a while in order to get to that point, whereas Ray can just do it whenever. 
and I am constantly wanting to do it. Mm-hmm. It's fun to do as well, but also there are a lot of benefits to just getting higher in this game. So when you're playing as Ray, you're always gliding. Or at least I am. Speedrun strats. <laughs> yeah, it, it's definitely like game breaking, but it's not as game breaking as the cape is in world because the environments aren't nearly as open. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Like you can fly over some levels entirely with Ray, but for the most part, you're going to run into like walls and ceilings and stuff. And the ability is still useful, but it's not. It doesn't make it so that the game is literally just learn how to play Ray and then be fine. You still have to play oh, yeah. Sonic Mania while playing Ray, and I like that a lot. Yeah. Something I find interesting is when you're gliding, you are completely vulnerable. But if you release the jump button, you go back into a ball and are no longer vulnerable. But you can't start gliding again at that point. Yeah. It feels very different from the way Tails flies, where Tails is more like much more vertical, but also invulnerable from the top and vulnerable from the bottom. And that's just the only state he can be in until he's tired. Yeah. Like, it feels like I have, in some ways, a lot more control as Ray, and in some ways, a lot less. Yeah, I think that Tails is more for control, but Ray has more options. Yeah. And then there's Mighty. His A action is just doing a ground pound, which can destroy uh, obstacles that couldn't be destroyed through a um, ball form. And his shell also acts as a way to deflect small projectiles that could otherwise only be deflected by an elemental shield. So, like, if he's facing away from, like, a buzz bomber or something, it just, like, doesn't hit him? Yeah, or if you're, like, you're in the ball form, it'll just completely deflect. Oh, cool. Okay, that I did not know. I also did not know that. I was like, Mighty seems just kind of (laughs) shitty. No, I mean, he certainly doesn't seem as great. He's Mighty and not much else. Like, literally. Yeah. The biggest utility that I found for him while I was playing as him was that when you ground pound, there's, like, a shockwave. So you can beat enemies without landing on them, and that's kind of, like, a little safer. But more or less, my feeling I got was that Mighty was a slightly easier-to-deal-with version of the game. Yeah. Whereas, like, every other character has all of these mobility options that make it more fun to explore, Mighty is just a slightly safer option. And apparently even more safe than I understood, but, you know. Yeah, I was just under the impression Mighty was kind of bad, and, like, that was it. Like, I don't have that much utility use for a ground pound in in Sonic the Hedgehog. As as compared to, like, even I think the, the water shield ability is a little bit better because you end up going higher as a result. Yeah, the bounce matters, but with Mighty, there's nothing you can do to get you places you couldn't go otherwise unless they're specifically designed for Mighty, which to me doesn't feel good. Yeah, and also doesn't really happen. No, like it's like two or three times an act at most, it seems. Yeah. And they don't get you like big rings, do they? I highly doubt it. I mean, it feels like Knuckles' ability to break rocks in Sonic 3 and Knuckles' places were deliberately designed and often they just took him to different, different levels entirely. You right, know. you're just, like, playing a different part of level. Yeah, but that doesn't really... Ha- I mean, it doesn't happen for Knuckles in Sonic Mania, and it definitely doesn't happen for Mighty, who is a DLC character, effectively. They couldn't have really designed levels with Mighty in mind at that point, realistically. Right. Well, and that's why there's a whole new campaign, which is why those levels are the ones that have the Mighty holes. <laughs> but yeah. it's still... I don't know. I, I think that he's cool. I just wish that he had a mobility option like everyone else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe give him, like, I don't know, like a running charge or something. Like, he can run and attack at the same time without becoming a ball. Would be cool. I haven't done it that much. If he if he ground slams, does he lose any momentum? Or can he just, like, keep going at the exact same speed he was going previously? I feel like there might be a, a little momentum loss, but I've never, like... I tried it that much to know. Yeah, I, I don't ever use it. I mean, if he hits the ground running, that could be useful. Well, how? Wait, well, how though? <laughs> I mean, Sonic kind of already does that now. Yeah, exactly. That's, you know what? That's true. 
I don't know. Like, you, you just get better options when you play as the other characters if, if mobility is the thing you want. Like, yeah. the only thing that Mighty does that's cool, the shield is neat. Like, if he can yeah. block projectiles and it makes you safer, that's cool. That's, like, a fun thing to have if you don't like playing the sort of bullet hell that these games get to be sometimes. Mm -hmm. But if he is just that and then no mobility options and some secret paths that don't reward you at all, like, that's not... Why would you ever play as Mighty? You know? Yeah. Well, the weird thing is in Knuckles Chaotix, he's actually the fastest character, so I'm wondering if that does translate at all. And to me, he felt slower overall, but I think that might just have to do with, again, like, no mobility things to do. Yeah. Yeah. I don't... I feel like most people just move at the same speed in this game. I don't think the characters have particularly different max speeds, perhaps different accelerations. But, I mean, I guess when you're playing as, like, Knuckles and Tails, you don't really deal with the, like, you don't need the speed that Sonic theoretically has to get around obstacles, because you can just jump over them instead, or climb over them instead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't have the hard data, but one way or the other, like, I think we can all agree, four of these characters are super cool, and Mighty is apparently more interesting than Isaiah and I thought. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's... He's a defensive option, I, is the best way for me to describe it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's not going to stop me from taking damage, but I still respect it. Yeah, I just, I guess, like, this game, because it is so clearly focused on moving around in the environment and not combat, I would just never pick the character that has advantages in combat, you know? Yeah. But that <laughs> still is neat. Especially because the vast majority of the way I die is getting crushed. Yeah, or falling down a hole. Yeah. Like, I, I almost never die to enemies. Maybe lose rings, but that's whatever. Yeah. You only ever need, like... Apparently, it's 25 rings to hit a goal and go into the specials or the bonus stage. Okay. Because I thought it was 50, then I thought it was 30, and then I just kept getting them when I had really low ring counts. Yeah, 25 seems very low, but I guess, like, the, the, um, the goalpost reward is very different in this game than, like... Like, it's not like Sonic 2, where that is how you get Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, it's very different in this game. I just It kind of, to me, like, lessens the value of rings to yeah. a severe extent at this point. Mm -hmm. But uh, let's talk about the stages, huh? Does that mm -hmm. sound good? Sounds yeah. great. So this game, I think we brought it up already, but this game reuses a lot of different stages from the 2D Sonic games. Like, you open on Green Hill, and then the second stage is Chemical Plant. And, and you're they're... already aggravated. <laughs> sure, you're aggravated. I was happy to listen to Chemical Plant again. That is, I mean, I no, think... No, honestly, I've actually come to appreciate Chemical Plant a lot more after playing this game. <laughs> I know it's hard to believe. <laughs> I mean, I, I believe it. You you weren't up on, like, Sonic 3 until we played it for the show, so... That's true. I wasn't really... I mean, I wasn't really up for basically any of the games that wasn't Sonic 2 or Knuckles. Sonic yeah. 2 or Knuckles is my favorite... Sega Genesis game. Sonic 2 or Knuckles? <laughs> That's a good one. Um, but basically, the way that a lot of these stages work is that the first act is fairly true to form for the game that it came from, and then the second act adds in a gimmick or two as well as changing the music a lot more than the first act did. Mm -hmm. So for example, in Chemical Plant, the first level is in some cases like a part-by-part -part recreation of yeah. the original Sonic 2 stage. It's, but then it's a little bit ahead. less cruel overall. It's really a greatest hits because like you begin with like the intertwining tubes, but you start to end where like the water level rises, which is an act two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. And, it doesn't have that thing where there's just these two moving platforms just above a death pit, where if you go too fast because you will because there was like a loop section right before. You'll just run right off the stage and die immediately. It yeah. does, however, have the two moving blocks. They're just placed over, like, water instead, which is basically a death pit if you're not <laughs> fast enough. That's that's true. But I, I do find that that pit of water is shallower than it was uh, when there were similar yeah. versions of it in the original game. Yeah, the whole, the whole feeling of it is more forgiving. And like Charlie mentioned, it's like Act 1 and 2 put together in a lot yeah. of ways. And I, this creates, like, a nice little difficulty curve within the level that I liked. I, I feel it does generally suffer from, here are the most iconic parts of Chemical Plant. Why are they iconic? Because some of them are bullshit. 
Yeah, like, directly after you've got, like, the huge vertical area with the blocks that, like, slowly rotate around each other. Yeah. You've got the giant pit that has a moving platform, and if you're having too much fun, you fall off the moving platform and land and, like, have to basically yeah. just... you have to climb up the vertical blocks again. Yeah, and that happens a second time after you do that, and you're like, okay, all right, I'm, I'm not going to mess it up this time, and that... then you get through. <laughs> that vertical block section, I have always hated. I think it's fine. I think it's better in this game. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's easier to deal with, for sure, but in either game, I don't feel like it's the same kind of precision platforming that you end up with in some of the Game Boy Advance and DS games. Yeah. Like, it's it's still mean, but because you have the wall there, like, you can kind of just push yourself into the wall, so if you're measuring your jumps well, I think it'll be fine. Yeah. But it's not, like, fun, necessarily, to get through the way that, like, a lot of other obstacles in these games can be. Yeah. It, just, it feels like it feels very harrowing and I think that was by design to uh, just to be clear there is one Sonic 1 stage I'm sure you can guess what that is two Sonic 2 stages two Sonic CD stages one Sonic 3 stage and two Sonic and Knuckles stages and then four original stages plus like an original like final zone but that's like a boss fight if anything else wait what are the there's Stanky Saloon Friggin' typewriter tyranny. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you've also got, uh, uh, like, TV, uh, tropics. Oh, you ha- you that's You have right. uh, Hollywood Studios from Disney World. Yeah. <laughs> that's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. You have Universal Studios. And then, and then just, like, Egg... Hollywood Heights? Egg Chapel, or whatever. Yeah, the, the final Titanic yeah. Monarch Zone. The, you have, The last um, level before the last boss fight. You have last level zone. And the other, the other little situation with unique content in this game is that the second act of each of the comeback stages, like I said, has, you know, extra little mechanics. So, going back to Chemical Plant, the way that that second act works is you have these syringes full of chemicals, and when you jump on the syringes, they turn, like, the pre-existing water into a substance that is either bouncy, really bouncy, or it just kills you. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I is think, there a syringe that gives you the lethal chemical? Because I, I think that's you just no, turn I it. Think, you just yeah. turn it to the. Yeah, comic. I think there's there is the chemical that kills you, and the syringe un like, like makes it, it not kill you anymore. Yeah, that that's correct. But basically, it just takes like the idea of a vat of chemicals, but instead of making that just water, they like play with it a lot. Yeah, and honestly, I think that was like the best like new mechanic they've added into those yeah. types. Like, I don't none of them really stuck out. Like, oil ocean is kind of cool. But, like, it only, it basically just turns it into Sandopolis Act 2, but with less ghosts killing you. Oh, right. which is an improvement. Yeah. Mm, it's just I'd like smog the that obfuscates your vision. Yeah, but in, like, a visually appealing way, it's not like it just makes it hard to see. Right. Like, it's cool to look at the smog. It's kind of like the foreground elements in the CD games I liked a lot. Yeah. Or the CD games. The CD game. <laughs> just the CD. <laughs> Speaking of which, the flame shield, it gets to light things on fire, like the oil. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and the rotating spike logs. And wooden bridges. Only, like, the one wooden tube in, like, Green Hill Zone. You can set the entire oil ocean on fire. (laughs) It's a very Sonic thing to do. Sonic caused climate change. (laughs) I mean, honestly, the idea that an entire ocean is made out of oil feels like it's not Sonic's fault that climate change happens. (laughs) I I think you get an achievement for it, too. You do. You get a lot of weird achievements for doing things. Yeah. Unless you're playing the Switch version. (laughs) Well, rip. Alas. (laughs) I I mean, I played on the PS4 originally, but the, the thing I put the most time into was probably the switch version i forget yeah. what what green hills gimmick or our addition was it's just kind of wide open and it has like the the spinning spiked uh tubes but like there yeah. isn't a whole lot else it's more just like a, a much heavier reimagining of the level like it's yeah. just you can only do so much with the first level that's true yeah i don't know i feel like i feel like they could have put a lot of weird shit in it but yeah I, I think it's fine that they didn't, because they're trying to warm you up to the game, basically. And there will be a lot of people who play this, and it's their first 2D Sonic game. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. So I don't think you should be dumping all kinds of things on them, but I was I was also kind of bored by Green Hill Zone. Let's talk about some of the new stages, just kind of get a feel of what, what like, 
the devs who are like Sonic indie game veterans, basically, that develop this game. Christian Whitehead, as yeah, it were. Yeah, Christian Whitehead. Studiopolis, it's the first new stage. It's the third stage, but it's the first new stage you get to, and it makes a really good impression. Yeah. Because it's got a little bit of the vocal sampling, and, you know, that first act song is great. Yeah. I think my favorite song in the game is probably the first act of to fucking Letters. Uh, letters press Garden? Yeah, Press Garden Zone. I love Press Garden's music, Act 1 and Act 2. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of... Actually, I also really like its aesthetic as well. Yeah, I, I think that like the, the visuals for all of the new stages are great. I think that Studiopolis... I think it has like the best gimmicks, I guess. Like It's the most fun to see stuff yeah. happen in Studiopolis. Yeah. Like you, you've got like the popcorn machines. It's a very casino stage. Studiopolis replaces the casino stage, and it's much preferable to a casino stage. Well, also, Mirage Saloon is also kind of a casino stage. That's true, that's, yeah. That's more how I felt about it. Like, in spirit, like, Studiopolis feels casino-y because it's flashy and, like, bright and colorful, but yeah. the... Mechanically. Yeah, yeah, like, in terms <laughs> of gameplay, it's, it's definitely not. Yeah. So, I sort of feel like the original stages are sort of the best part of this game, aesthetically and musically. Hands down. Like, no questions asked. Oh, yeah, I love Lava Reef Act 2. It's like, so you you go to, like, you have Green Hill Zone, and you're like, yeah, it looks like Green Hill Zone, right? And then you go to (laughs) Studiopolis Zone, and you're like, this is... This is way beyond what the Genesis would have been capable of, like, presenting to us. I don't know, man. The Genesis has like more power than i think you think it has that's yeah. that's fair this is i mean this is essentially a saturn game although yeah, basically. I, it does make yeah. me upset that the the physical copy of plus i got has a reversible cover that just has like the genesis spine but you know it's a saturn game because especially since you know the special stages use 3d models that are very like like very 32 bit oh yeah well, and specifically like they're kind of Sonic Ari, like if you yeah. look at the way it's Sonic yeah. Knuckles and Tails look. But it's more, cl- it's a bit more cleaned up. It doesn't have that high saturation that the Saturn has. Yeah, I, there's like a lot of lighting effects in the 3D segments of the game that are very nice. Yeah. But basically, like a lot of what's going on here is just the the people who developed this game had to work within the constraints that Sega set. But it's very very clear that if they didn't. We would just have, like, three times as many cool stages. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and and just to be clear, I think every Act 2, aside from Green Hill Zone, because it's fairly basic, every Act 2 of a, of a retread stage, I'm always like, oh, this is very cool. Yeah, they, um, they always feel like it was worth the effort to, like, bring that stage into this game. Yeah. And, like, I, so I love Flying Battery Zone as a stage. Um, I was I was excited to see it in Sonic Mania, and then in Act Two they do uh, they do this excellent thing where, first of all, you're in the garbage a lot of the time, yeah. like there's just piles of junk that you can like fall into and just and just like have to wade your way out of. Yeah, it's like um, sand in a lot of other games. But also, it's the flying battery is in a storm, and so you're constantly shifting between. Uh, inside, uh, where everything's fine, and outside, where, like, the wind is blowing, and, like, you're on top of the ship, uh, and you have to, like, navigate through the storm while everything is already trying to kill you, and it's, yeah. it's very cool. And not only is the wind blowing, but it, like, physically moves your player character. Yeah. Like, if you just stand there, you'll be pushed slightly to the left, and I like that a lot, because it makes it feel like you're fighting less, like enemies and stuff and more just it sonic realizes it was a bad idea to go onto the flying battery (laughs) there's there's bits where like uh the the bit in sonic 3 hydro city where like the the water is like pushing you and you like hang on to uh uh, bars in order to like control yourself a little bit uh there's there's bits of that but it's just wind um and and i'm a fan of that yeah, I enjoyed like climbing around on the outside of the ship and then like feeling safe when you get through those parts. It's very fun. It it really tells, I think, between Act One and Act Two, it really tells a complete story. Like it fully explores the environment that you're set in. Yeah, I th- I think that my favorite mechanic is also in Press Garden Zone. Like it's it's easily my favorite zone in the game for sure. Yeah. And like one of my favorite things they do with it is you've got these like conveyor belts that are on, like, one node and then the other end is attached to another node. 
and if you go into the conveyor belt in between them, like in the middle, it acts like a trampoline. But if you jump onto one of like just the spinning, I guess it's like a rod, but you're seeing it like head on, so it just looks like a circle. Yeah. But if you hit that, it like launches you in the direction it's rotating. So you mm. can like launch yourself like against a bunch of these and bounce into them. But instead of just being like a casino stage where it's hard to tell where you're going to go, it just like shoots you up through an area. It's very fun to manipulate yeah. those to get to unique spaces. I really enjoyed the way that stage flowed, and I like. I also enjoy the. They're almost like Mega Man esque, but basically there are like <laughs> typewriter keys. I guess they're printing press keys. Yeah, and they have like a letter on them, and they'll come out of the wall, so you can jump on them, and they come out of the wall in like a sequence, kind of like the vanishing blocks. Yeah. yeah. And because of how big they are, it doesn't feel like the kind of precision platforming that I'm usually annoyed by in a Sonic game. Yeah. Mm. In like, in I, general, I feel like that is the minimum size of anything you land on. Like, there isn't really that much precision platforming in this game. That was my experience, yeah. Um, I So when you, when you brought up Mega Man, I thought you were going to talk about one of the enemies of Press Garden. Because I feel like that enemy is a very Mega Man style enemy. Are you talking um, about the woodpecker? Uh, no, I'm talking about the the crabs that toss toss the disc between each other. Oh. Yeah, those um, guys are cool. <laughs> are those from Sonic CD? Because they look they look they st- look stylized after a Sonic CD enemy. They, well, I think that just a lot of the game is stylized after Sonic CD because yeah. the character sprites also look very CD. I think it's it, it it has to be an original enemy behavior pattern because I don't think I've ever seen it before. Yeah. Uh, but just, it, it yeah. really stuck out to me. Uh, there, there are these these crabs that have this like uh, saw blade disc. They like toss between each hand, and then they're near another crab. And every couple of tosses, instead of tossing it to themselves, they'll toss it to the other crab. Um, and if you kill the one without the disc, the one with the disc will just stop tossing it to the dead one, obviously. Um, but if you kill it, if you kill the crab mid toss, uh, or you kill the crab with the disc, the disc just disappears, and the other crab just has to like hang there. Um, <laughs> they don't hurt you as much as I think they should. The the crabs don't hurt you. The saw blade does hurt you. Yeah, but, but even like then, even like, if they're just jump. holding the saw blade, you can hit them in the saw. Even if it looks like you're hitting the saw blade, it won't hurt you. But that's probably just because if the saw blade did hurt you, it'd be very hard to kill them otherwise. Yeah. yeah, well, I, I my, my experience like, is the saw blade gets me before I can get the crab most of the time. Yeah, I've never been hit by those enemies. <laughs> yeah, that's, what I, that's my point. I get hit by them a lot. That's kind of hilarious. Yeah, like, I, I'm with Charlie. I definitely thought that I had hit the saw blade. Like, Sonic was completely enveloped by the saw blade and nothing happened. Oh, man. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm like, I'm always a little scared to approach them because I always end up taking damage to them. Um, That's incredible. But I, I like those enemies conceptually because it, like, immediately you're presented with a problem that has multiple different approaches to it. Yeah. Like, you, it, it's probably best to just avoid them, but it's still fun to try and figure out how to beat them as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I also really like Press Garden because the first act you're inside of, like, a like a big printing press, like, factory type deal. And then the second act you're inside of, like, the forest where, like, they're logging so they can get, like, the paper to make newspaper, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like a very cool fantasy forest where the trees are this nice, like, almost like light purple gray color and they have red leaves and it's very cool. Almost mushroom-like. The, the music is also, like, perfect for those two environments because it's the same it's the same motifs, right? But the first one is very, like, you have a steady beat which gives this sort of, like, factory feel. Not only that, but it has some, like, very, like, grindy Genesis industrial sounds at the beginning. Yeah. And, like, you hear, like, whirs of conveyor belts and, like, the slamming of, like, a hydraulic press or something. Yeah, like, a lot of the percussion is just factory noises. Um, yeah, very cool. Which is very nice. And then the the second act is a lot more, like, flowy and organic, which works because now you're in... Now you're in nature, you know? Yeah. Um, Hands down, like, I was floored by that stage every time it's, I played it's, like, it's really <laughs> good. I, it's, I think it is my favorite original stage. Uh, which is your favorite original stage, Charlie? You know, I think it is... Mirage Saloon, I mean, A, because it's the one we haven't talked about, but B, I like the Wild West look. I like yeah. how you can squirt water, and then it creates a trail you can run on. There's 
a gun that you can get shot out of that you like pick the direction. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Yeah, it's very fun. It's the it's the cannon in like Sonic CD where you can sort of select the direction, but instead of a cannon, it's just a it's just a gun. Yeah, with like a cartoonishly large hand. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's pretty good. <laughs> it's really good. It's also that's where you like fight friggin' Fang and Bean and Bark, right? Yeah, that was another thing I like. Oh is yeah. The, well, but I want to save that for the boss section. Well, and uh, I think my one issue with that stage is that I'm usually playing a Sonic slash Tails, uh, and I think you know Act One is the you're you're on a plane, just vibing. Yeah. Um, but I I really like Knuckles Act One of that stage. Well, the funny thing is, you still fight the same boss, but like in a different way, kind of like the Marble Garden Act Two boss. Yeah, yeah, it's a good bit. Yeah, and Titanic Monarch is all right, but like it's it's got a roller coaster that you. Actually, that's something I want to mention about the characters is that like they all have like different reaction to thing. Like when you enter Chemical Plant, a drop of chemical will land on their head, and they each have a different reaction. Yeah, it's like hand animated. It's really cool. Yeah. It's really nice. Yeah, the like, animations in this game are top tier. Like, Knuckles gets angry at it. Ray just kind of restraightens his hair. It'd it's, be cool if Mighty just didn't notice it because his shell just... I, I think that from. is how he reacts. <laughs> is that true? That's good. That's a good bit. Uh, someone also pointed out that uh, Tails has a unique animation for if he's player two and he sees Sonic gets hit. Oh, that's Like, oh, it's a yeah, different one from that. if he gets hit himself. You know what, though? I don't... It's something that they, I can't remember if this was in um, Sonic 3 or I'm just thinking of Sonic Advance, but I don't think Knuckles has a swimming animation. Tails does, but not Knuckles. Can he not glide, or does he just like glide underwater? Well, the he same can way? glide, but he just glides underwater instead of like doing a breaststroke like he does in right. Sonic Advance. And I, I keep thinking maybe he did in Sonic Sonic 3, but I, I might just. Be I don't of... believe he did in Sonic 3. Yeah, I feel like we would notice because there's a lot of water in that game. <laughs> it, it's, it's really unfortunate, but that's beside the point. But uh, yeah, Titanic Monarch. It's a it's a cool final stage. It's got like a mosaic background. Yeah, the backgrounds in general are very nice in this game. They handle the parallaxing well, and sometimes you even get like 3D models in the background that are really cool. Oh yeah, yeah like in Stardust Speedway, which yeah. The... I'm I'm a, I'm like I'm a little unimpressed by the CD stages in terms of like what they introduced to Act Two, except for maybe Metallic Madness. But I really Although... like Stardust Speedway Act Two because they take a different approach to the when Sonic is moving really fast and you can't control him, but like you can pick the direction he's going to go. I like the way they handle that. Yeah, well, I guess in both acts, Stardust Speedway does have like the plants that you grow, like they'll they'll create new platforms and new obstacles. Yeah, it's also got like the Donkey Kong Country barrels. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I you know me, I'll always like take a crap on CD because I don't like it that much. But it's they're they're still yeah. good stages. I think I mean I think I like uh, both of these stages a lot more in this game than I do in CD. Um, but especially Metallic Madness. It's improved. Like I think Stardust Speedway was fine in CD, but yeah. I think that Metallic Madness is heavily improved here from yeah. where it was in CD. Yeah. And I, I think uh, an issue CD had is it didn't really, like, Metallic Madness in CD didn't really make use of its own mechanics. And I think uh, Sonic Mania explores those mechanics in more depth, which, yeah. is, which is nice. Like, when, when you shrink as Sonic, that, that feels like, like it happens for more significant amount of time, and it, and it feels like a more significant change. Yeah, it feels less like a hardware gimmick and more like a built-in level concept. Yeah. Especially because I'm pretty sure, like, Supersonic has unique uh, tiny sprites as well. Oh, that's cool. The, do other characters turn tiny? Because everyone has a super form in this game as well. Uh, I mean, I, I imagine every every character has tiny sprites. I don't know if all of their super forms have tiny sprites, though. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea how that would all work. Because I think, I think Tails' super is just a palace swap, right? Everybody's is like, I don't think he gets like the animals. I could be wrong though. Let me look it up. Uh, but yeah, Sonic. So, I mean, Sonic's longer quills and all of that. That translates when he's tiny. And I know in CD, whatever super form he had, um, just like it, it was just tiny Sonic, but with the super form colors, and that was it. Um, Which is so not I, nothing, by the way. Yeah. So I guess the thing that I was thinking was like they would just not be super when they were tiny, but if they 
If they do stay super when they're tiny, then I guess, yeah, everyone has super sprites because they just changed the palette. Yeah. <laughs> Which would not be <laughs> super complex. Yeah, wouldn't wouldn't be too tricky. Let's, I'm watching a video of someone going super tails, though. I think, I Yay, think... tails going super without the need of super emeralds. <laughs> I think Well, he's either... grown up in this game, you know, he's, he's aged up a little. <laughs> Either Flying Battery or Metallic Madness is my favorite uh, returning stage. Uh, uh, my favorite returning stage is probably Chemical Plant. Yeah, I think I'm going to say Chemical Plant as well. But What a turnaround. I think Lava Reef might <laughs> also be... This is a character I think I just, arc. I think Lava... I just like the music in Lava Reef. Better. Lava Reef's music is really good. It's also got a really cool Act 2 gimmick, you know. What is the Act 2 gimmick again? Well, I mean, it's just like it, it turns cold. Yeah, I mean that was but that, 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 I mean, that was already the thing though. Well, I, I know, but that's what I'm saying. Like, it's it's easier for it to be good because it like yeah. already was good. Whereas Lo Chemical Plant, like, I like the stage's music and looks a lot, but that stage like had some improvements to be made here. <laughs> I feel like Lava Wreath in uh, Sonic Three and Knuckles was already like Act One, Act Two was really interesting in the the way it changes across them, and I feel like Mania just sort of takes that and runs with it. Yeah. Also, it looks like Super Tails isn't even a palette swap. <laughs> it's just it's just Tails. It's just the after image. Yeah. Interesting. Oh, he's a little lighter. Is he? I, I don't know. I can't tell. Like it's it's not <laughs> enough of a change. I could even tell. Now let's see if Knuckles has. <laughs> uh, have we have we talked about all the stages? Uh, in passing, at the very least, if there's anything specifically you want to mention that we haven't talked about yet, go for it. Um, Oil Ocean Act 2 music is very good. That's, that's all. Okay, Knuckles does turn pink in Sonic Mania, just like he's supposed to. Alright. So that's good. Punkles. Yeah, you. Yeah, I'm sorry, you can, you can remove, you can edit that out if you want. No, no, that'll be the title of the episode. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Also, uh, wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it? Okay, it would still be Knuckles because it would be P N U C K E L. Knuckles. It's like it's like pneumonia. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's uh, let's talk about the boss fights. Yeah, go ahead. Oh snap! The boss fights are pretty good. They tend to be like, especially in the Act One, they tend to be a twist on like existing bosses, like. For Green Hill Zone, you have these two balls that rotate like wrecking balls, but one of them becomes invincible and the other doesn't, and you have to attack it, the one that's uh, not invincible. Yeah, or if you have, like, iframes, just hit whichever one you want and just burn your rings. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's very much so. All of the bosses feel exploitable, exploitable by design, just like I want them to for a 2D Sonic game. Yeah. Yeah, and like most of the most of the Act One bosses are are usually just like a badnik of some sort. Like I think the one in um Chemical Plant is kind of the Metropolis Zone boss. Like the the yeah. there, there's actually several bosses where it's just like a bunch of invincible things rotating the vulnerable thing. Yeah, yeah. But we also have the hard boiled heavies, the 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 new like they're like uh, specialized egg robos that you fight. Uh, sometimes it's an Act One boss, sometimes it's an Act Two. So the implication that I got from the cutscene was that they were just straight up egg robos and then things got all timey-wimey and they got supercharged. I don't think this is like, I don't think Did anybody they? made them the way they are. Yeah, yeah. that's that's the same impression I got. I wasn't getting the impression because it looked like they were just hanging around and then the ruby happened, but like they just seemed the same. I don't know. So, okay, so in the cutscene, you have Eggman surrounded by a bunch of regular egg robos, and then the the stone reacts, uh, and once it's done reacting, all of the egg robos have been replaced by the hard-boiled heavies. Yeah. Oh, okay. I so, I'm, I maybe haven't seen the intro cutscene that much. For, yeah, uh, so it seems mode. like the robots have been changed and have developed on their own. Uh, they also I, like are against Eggman. Yeah, they? I I got the impression that like they were a separate faction from Eggman, especially in the the final boss sequence, which you need the Chaos Emeralds for. Um, where like you, I mean, we'll we'll talk about it later, but uh, you fight Eggman and the big bad Hardboil at the same time, but they are also fighting each other. Yeah, so it says, <laughs> after being struck with the power of the Phantom... Oh, sorry, rather. 
They are a team of elite egg robos created by Dr. Eggman. After being struck with the power of the Phantom Ruby, however, the hard-boiled heavies began displaying power that even Eggman could not have predicted. Oh yeah, the Phantom Ruby, because it also becomes like a, a semi-prequel to Sonic Forces, the next game we'll talk about. Oh, of course. Also, um, here, I'm going to post an image but uh, generally, before they transform, just to clarify that this is how they look. Yeah. Because it says they're elite, but they are just straight up regular egg robos <laughs> and then the transformation. That's true. Um, generally, I've noticed you... Uh, oh, you know what? Maybe it's because I haven't really played Sonic and Tails that much, too. Okay. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how the cutscene works if you play as different. I just know the part where, like, after you after you beat Eggman, you go into the corner, and then he's with there, and then the Phantom Ruby happens, and your chemical plant. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so I've noticed that in a zone, you generally either fight Eggman or one of the hard-boiled heavies. I don't think there's a zone where you fight both. Well, uh... because until like the final zone. Well, it's because the first. No, act is in a like Studiopolis, a... you fight the egg. You fight the the gunner. The one that looks like oh, a cop. Oh, that's right. And then yeah. you fight Eggman. That's true. And I think that, but I think that's the only case, and I think he's the only one that's like a mid boss instead of a final boss. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, 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 I think you're right, but I thought that all the hard boiled heavies were Act Two bosses, but now that you mention it, yeah, that is the Act One fight, and it's like as hard as an Act Two fight, also. <laughs> yeah, I, I like, agree. I mean, like it's also as dramatic as an Act Two fight. Yeah, that's why I, I forgot that it was the Act One fight. Um. But I, yeah, for the most part, you fight either Eggman as the Act 2 boss or Hardboiled Heavy as the Act 2 boss. I do notice in the narrative, uh, the Ruby changes hands constantly between uh, the two factions, which are not you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, it's mostly just that you see somebody with it, right? Like, yeah. You never well, you see, see it. You see Eggman give it to Metal Sonic, which makes him become Metal Sonic Kai, which is a, a, another it, nice little knuckle except, chaotics. Throwback. Except he's blue, because Sonic Metal Sonic Kai was red, wasn't he? Yeah, he was red, but he should be blue, so I don't really care. But he's got, like, the <laughs> same design otherwise. Wait, why should he be blue? Because he's Metal Sonic. Oh, okay, I was like, I thought I thought you knew something I didn't, but you're I, just No, saying. I just mean, it, it just thematically <laughs> yeah. makes sense. Charlie is saying, ethically, he should be blue. <laughs> I think thematically it makes more sense to have a color change if he's getting all of this, like, raw power. Just, like, every other character changes colors when they transform. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Although, it's, I, it's like how in, uh, it's like how Mecha Sonic in Sonic 3 and Knuckles, when he's on the Master Emerald, he changes color to yeah. show that he's powered up. Exactly. But he turns gold, like Super Sonic. That's Yeah, but that's Metal true. Sonic... Kai is on the is is in Knuckles Chaotix and Knuckles is red, so huh? there you go. He, he represents. But power. this is Sonic's game, so fuck you, Knuckles. <laughs> <laughs> what if he, what if it did he did change to the color of the character that you were playing? That actually would be really cool. Something I want to say about the Hardball Heavies, like it it may look like a classic game, but it's still a modern game because Eggman's not the final boss. <laughs> <laughs> Well, technically, Eggman and not Eggman are the final boss if you have all the Chaos Emeralds. Yeah, but that's like I think that's like the same deal in like Sonic Advance Three, where you have to fight Eggman and Jimmerald. But I think Eggman's trying to help you or something. Uh, by the end, I think it's just you and Jimmerald fighting. Oh, okay. Classic. Oh no, because he's helping Jimmerald in that one part. I see. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. I yeah. I do kind that's of weird. think it's amusing across the Sonic franchise that. Uh, basically, every plot is Eggman teaming up with a faction with the intent to betray them, and then they betray him first. Well, either that, or in this case, he thinks he controls them, and they're just, like, goofing on him. <laughs> yeah. It's a good bit. Yeah, it's pretty good. I like I like it. Ooh. You want to talk about uh, Chemical Plant Act 2's boss? Oh my god, Chemical Act 2 boss is just Mean <laughs> Bean Machine. And in, <laughs> when you get enough medals from the bonus stages, you get to play Mean Bean Machine 2-player. I like how all at this point all of the unlocks have been announced before I get to my part of the show. I really appreciate that. <laughs> uh, that's not true. I haven't mentioned anyway. Um, I, so there's, there's I like actually mean there's actually only one. There's only one unlock that has not been mentioned yet. <laughs> that's true, and I'm I'm gonna mention it. Um, Go ahead. <laughs> so so I like that Mean Bean Machine is a boss. I also like that it's not too hard. No, it's oh it's my god, be it's a easy joke. You can't just like <laughs> drop this like completely different game on someone. Yeah, who's probably like, never played it before. Somebody plays Sonic and they're like, "Wait, hold on, what is this?" And I feel like you only really have to make like two matches in order to to beat Eggman. Yeah, uh, it as just, long as it you just pop, takes a long time. As long as you pop anything, you win. 
You don't need a combo. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's a good thing Sega owns Compile now. And I, I think the bit, right, is Eggman is, is fixed to lose. It's just going to take a long time if you're if you're not good at the game. I would have preferred, like, if there was, like, a quick demo before the fight started where it shows Eggman getting, like, a 2-chain or something. I think he gets a 2-chain at, at some point. Well, yeah, but uh, that's by the time the fight's already started. Like, you can't be watching his screen and not yours, you know? Oh, yeah, that's man. true. Or, like, you know what? Oh, Here's you mean just as, like, a, as, like, a demo type yeah, thing? Yeah, like, before the fight starts. Like, they do this sometimes where they'll show the yeah. boss doing their thing before the fight starts. Like, just have yeah. Eggman do a 2-chain, and then, like, Sonic shows up while Eggman is playing on the arcade or whatever. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, or, better yet, like, if you lose three times, Tails shows up and beats him for you. Oh, man. And then, because he's smart, because Tails is smart. Yeah. I actually do kind of think maybe maybe it would be good to start the start the fight with a little bit of garbage on both sides. Like, yeah. uh, there's garbage on Eggman's side. He he does a two chain which clears some of the garbage, uh, and then creates garbage on your side. And now it's a perfectly even field, and that shows you that just like that uh, clearing uh, beans destroys garbage, and also that chains create garbage for your opponent. Like yeah. within within like a couple seconds. Yeah, like I, I definitely think they could have done something to have you actually learn mean bean, mean bean machine. But in this yeah. case, like there is no learning necessary. It's not just easy. It's a complete fucking joke. I'm. I think I'm, it uses Sue's engine where like you can cancel out garbage too, right? Yes, I yeah. it has like the the garbage stopping thing. I'm sort of torn on how I feel about this as a boss because it really doesn't make sense. It's just fan for service. Sonic. Yeah, it's just fan service. Like, I'm surprised we didn't get, like, something that was very Sonic Spinball, but at the same time, I'm glad we didn't. Okay, but... Well, I don't the, know. I would have been totally fine with... We did get the versus mode music, which I am, like, all about. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. I, um, I think it's, like, a fine way to introduce Puyo to people who have, will have no idea what it is. Yeah, it's it's just a, it's just a, it's a marketing scheme for, for Sega to sell more Puyo Puyo. Yeah. Basically. Where's Mean Bean Machine 2? Me... <laughs> You get Sonic and Puyo Puyo Tetris 2. That's all you're getting. <laughs> Dr. Eggman's Mean Bean Machine Reloaded. Me meaner Bean Machine? Meaner Beaner Machiner. Uh, and some, another cool... Hydra City has like a like a two-phase boss where the, in the Act 2, where like the first phase, you get to do the Act 2 boss from Hydra City in Sonic 3, where you pilot the machine that he oh, sucks yeah. you up in, and you damage him that way. Yeah. So or was that, it's either Act One or Act Two because the di the final boss is like for both of those is different, but it's yeah. a, it's a really cool thing that they introduce. That's what I'm gonna say. In in general, the twists on classic bosses uh, are either really interesting or just directly improve the original bosses. Yeah. Uh, I think the only boss that I really don't like is the uh, the. Uh, uh, God, uh, flying battery. I forgot the name of the stage. The uh, <laughs> your favorite yeah, the, stage. <laughs> yeah, my favorite stage. I forgot its name. We know who I am. Um, <laughs> flying battery hey, act I, one. The, the spider. I I didn't love that boss. Well, I was like explicitly going to mention that I think the spider is really cool. It's I mean, a unique I, concept, and I also like how it teases you with it in the act one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, do you, wait. Do you do you understand how it works? Yeah. I mean, I I think it's cool. Uh, I just don't like it. Why? Well, okay. So the so the way it works is you have a you have a spider on a thread and you have a platform that is moving up like an elevator, right? Uh, yeah. And the spider it's an will auto scrolling fight. Yeah, and the the spider will throw projectiles at you, uh, and then occasionally like drop down just because it ran out of energy or whatever, right? Well, so specifically, every time it fires projectiles, it drops down. It's yeah. not like it's it's a pattern. It is a pattern of shoot like two or three projectiles fall down climb back up and if it gets to the top shoot two or three projectiles rinse and repeat yeah and you can also hit it to make it drop down uh in order to sort of stun lock it and keep it from being able to fire projectiles yeah like pretty easily yeah and occasionally there will be spikes along a wall uh and there will be like a beam that you can uh the it's one of the flying battery beams that you can shoot yourself off of yeah it's like can, the propeller like Pillar. Yeah, and you can use it to slam into the spider and knock the spider into the spikes, and that is how you damage it. So, here's the thing. You do not need the pillar. Yeah. 
I, you, I you have spin dash and jump into it. It's it's the only thing that matters is the speed that you're going. Yeah, I I have noticed. Uh, so so there's a pattern with spikes. Spikes appear on one side, and then they appear on the other side, and then they appear on both sides, and then they repeat. And when there's both yeah. sides, there's no there's no pillar in order to shoot yourself off of. Um, and in order to save time, I figured out in a not fully reliable way to to get the spider without the beam. Well, um, what did you do? I mean, it, I mean, it was a it was a running jump. Um, yeah, you just spin dash at the left side or the right side, and then jump into it, and it will always work. Yeah, it's I. So I found it incredibly reliable. I don't know, <laughs> like how our situations differ. Keep in mind, this is the person who was constantly dying to those crabs with the saws. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's true. Well, not so dying, the, but getting hit. You know, is the only reason you don't like the boss because you found it inconsistent? Well, uh, it's it's not the inconsistency. It's the fact that uh, the most consistent way to damage it, which is using the pillars, also just takes forever. I found the boss very efficient. Like I I usually two cycled it basically. Okay. Yeah, it regularly is a five cycle for me. Okay. Yeah, that's unfortunate. <laughs> but I, I don't think the boss is like. I think it's pretty fine, like because of how easy it is for you to be able to like hit it and keep it from ever even attacking you. Yeah. In in general, I think this game does a better job than most 2D Sonic games about bosses where the main mechanic is waiting. But there are a couple bosses where that's the case. Um, Press Garden Act One sort of has that issue a little bit. Well, so does uh, Chemical Plant Act One. That boss yeah. is a lot of waiting around, unless you just like tank the damage. But I don't think that you should ever have to. Like yeah. sacrifice your rings in order to speed something up, and and in both cases you can tank the damage, which is nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just I don't think you should have to make that call. Like the games are about having a lot of rings and being fast. Not yeah. Being, uh, know, it's, I, it's Flying Battery Act Two also has um, it's a it's a sort of a a magnet that like brings brings junk to life to attack you, uh, and then slowly like. Uh, slowly like caves the walls in on you um yeah. and that sort of has waiting around in that you're waiting for the the floor to rise enough from the walls caving in that you can actually do damage to the to the magnet <laughs> but i feel like it's it's sort of active enough with the uh the junk coming to life i don't know yeah something about the word junk got me there for a second <laughs> <laughs> that's why i randomly laughed in the middle of <laughs> <laughs> you weren't you weren't like uh being like oh isaiah having problems with this boss no that was not that was <laughs> you you were just like hey, junk yeah yeah i get that god damn it metal sonic has a cool little gauntlet of um oh yeah because you do the you do the the traditional race that doesn't go on for too long and then you do this weird thing where he's in this central machine, and you have to he you have to like attack these little Silver Sonic from Eight Bit Sonic Two, which you can either like hit the ball form, which is pretty difficult because it's kind of hard to predict sometimes. Yeah, well, and into you his also console, or you could just you can just damage him normally, and then the sparks will fly into him. Into you also specifically have to hit the ball forms at a spot where they will ricochet into the console yeah. because if you just hit them like from the top it will never work it, yeah. it's honestly my least one of my least favorite bosses in the game because of how difficult it is to execute but it also like feels low feedback like when he gets hit by the shrapnel that they drop when they explode it doesn't feel like you're doing much damage and it takes like eight yeah. iterations of it, that to, it's it's really weird if it took if it took like four or less I think it would be much better. Um, in in general, I like the Metal Sonic fight, but that phase of the fight is occasionally very frustrating. Yeah, I, I like the use of the weird Sonic Game Gear reference. That's that. Yeah, I that I also cool. like that with its smug grin. The Metal He's Sonic like, I'm fight. I'm gonna do a smug grin. I'm gonna do a little punch, and then I'm gonna attack you. The Metal Sonic fight is nothing but a three phase fan service sequence. Yeah, and I yeah. love it. I do like the Metal Sonic Kai, especially since, like, you know, you can break the glass in the Phantom Ruby container, which is, you know, it's kind of like Sonic 3D Blast. Yeah. And yeah. That, the I would say it... What third is, what phase is, is also a 3D environment, right? Uh, well, I mean, you're circling around, like, a statue of Eggman. But, oh, yeah. Right. That's it's not the, the whole environment isn't 3D. It's but as 3D as, like, maybe a Sonic Rush boss. It's like a parallax background. Yeah. 3D, okay. yeah. Ob like, object. And... Uh, 
I don't know. The boss reminds me of something. I, I want to say, like, the Death Egg Act 2 boss, but I don't know. Yeah, what it reminds me a little bit of... Uh, yeah, actually, the Death Egg Act 2 boss. Um, the the big uh, the big laser one with the Master Emerald in it. Yeah. The big laser one could describe, like, 72 <laughs> different Sonic bosses. That's true, yeah. Although, funnily enough, you do fight the Death Egg robot in Act 2 of Green Hill Zone, which is kind of hilarious. Yeah, yeah, just like right away. It just kind of. But kinda... it's like it's it's super easy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is good, by the way. Yes. And the other boss that we mentioned earlier is that the magician Harboil Heavy uh, just turns in turns. Apparently, the magician is a her, according oh. to the wiki. They're robots. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say they are robots. <laughs> they if if the Phantom Ruby lets them choose their gender. You know I what? Mean, I respect it. Like they're they're allowed to choose their gender, but I don't. Wear, like I guess I didn't see them list their pronouns on Twitter. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know where we would like. Where did we find out that they identified one one way or the other? I think it's probably some flavor text from something. Maybe yeah, like, like the manual or whatever. Uh, yeah, I'm not entirely sure, but I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm. It's canon. Screw they it. don't even have names. Why do they need gender? <laughs> The point is, she turns herself into <laughs> Fang the Sniper, Bean the Dynamite, and Bark the Polar Bear, and it's cool to see little 2D sprites of them, even if they're just a throwaway boss. It is. Okay. I I like that a lot as well. I'm reading I'm reading the Heavy Magician's page on the wiki, and it says, Gender, none. Referred to as female. Wait, hold on. That's very confusing. And did they... Or rather, did she pick her gender, or was it forced upon her? That's what I want to know. Because if 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 heavy magician didn't pick their own gender, then I'm not gonna I mean, refer to them as. In a, in a way, the ruby picked the gender. Apparently not, because it says they don't have a gender. <laughs> but they're referred to as female. This sounds like some like token girl. This in the is team also bullshit. true for the heavy writer. What? Yeah, gender none referred to as female. Oh let yeah. See, let me see the footnote. Wait, Sonic, does the... Sonic Mini English Instruction Manual. Oh, English <laughs> oh, Instruction the... Manual. All right, this shit's fake. This was created. Okay, that this was created by Westerners. <laughs> no, but that doesn't mean it still has to get cleared by the by the Japanese creators. All right. I if it got in the manual, I think it was cleared in some way. I That's was like, you know, the manual is bullshit. Manual I was, bullshit. I was going through. I was going. Sally through Acorns the list. and Sonic CD. <laughs> I was going through the list, and I was like, "What if I look and it's just every single every, one of them? Is all of them to are female." female. <laughs> uh, is is not true? It's the magician and the pink one are the two female. The writer and the pink one. Yeah, because oh. you know it's it's pink, so it's got to be a girl. That's the rule. Also, also, weren't like most of the Sonic games made in the West just by Japanese people? Heavy King referred to as female. That's, <laughs> that's not true, but it would be very funny. <laughs> Heavy writer. Heavy writer. Christ. America. <laughs> yeah, I don't... They, I... they all... Wait, wait a minute. The heavy writer has nipples. Do they all have nipples? Um... Oh my god. <laughs> I did <laughs> no. not notice that. Wait, also the magician has nipples. <laughs> oh no. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> yeah, The so the male shinobi does not have nipples. Yeah. Yeah, they... they, uh, they the have gunner nipples. does not have nipples. Okay, so I, I think we need to stop hmm. this tangent now. <laughs> you started it. <laughs> I was We're... just presenting the facts. You guys went speculative. Fucking manual. <laughs> Man, that is a little a little upsetting actually. To and notice. to clarify, what I what I mean by nipples is that the pink one has just like giant metal cones, like yeah, Madonna style. And she has three of them, so four. Okay. Oh no, wait, I'm just seeing the pants thing. Oh, okay, yeah, there are. there's one on the side. It's really weird in the sprite art. Uh, and plus, yeah. they're really low on the magician, so calling those nipples is... Well, Charlie, they're also fucking egg robots, so... Oh, you know what? Uh, the Heavy King has them in the same spot. D does he? Yeah, as the magician. I don't... Well, Hold it. Let me, here's, let me a, here, here's a wild fact for you. <laughs> Men also have nipples. <laughs> His are further apart. And they're not in the same spot. They're lower, for sure. They're way lower. <laughs> okay. Alright, let's I let's move on. Yeah. Look, I'm not the one who said that they were female. Next question. <laughs>
So, we originally, like, cut the episode here to talk more about Sonic Mania, but in the interim, we have decided to just do two parts for this, and the second part will basically just be all of the extra stuff. So we're just going to refer to it as the DLC episode. <laughs> so, uh, what do you guys think of Sonic Mania? Thumbs up, thumbs down, what, what are we doing? I give it a thumbs up. Uh, definite thumbs up. I think it's... Uh, I mean... I feel like it, my opinion is tainted because I've been playing a bunch of Olympic games. <laughs> but I feel it's definitely like, like a gasp of fresh air. But I feel like if you remove, like if you ignore Sonic Lost World, I think this is the best Sonic game that's that's happened in like probably five years at least. If you had asked me that before recording this part of the podcast, I would have easily just assumed that it was the best Sonic game since, like, Sonic 06. <laughs> but, like, the the more I think about it, the more I am not so big a fan of any of the levels that were not made for the game. Like, I mean, I like them, obviously. Like, I think Chemical Plant Zone does cool things. Yeah. But I think that the game still suffers from a lot of, like, the clunkiness that old Sonics have. Mm-hmm. And I really, really enjoyed the 3DS boom games. And then yeah. I also really enjoyed Lost World, you know? I really liked Lost World. Yeah. Like, this is definitely a good game. It's a thumbs up, easily. But mm-hmm. I don't, like, I don't think it will end up being my favorite game out of this season. Let's say, okay. like, when we do the, the countdown. It'll definitely be up there, like, top three for sure. But yeah. I respect that. It's got more pressure than I think it originally had in, in my headspace. Yeah. Interesting. I like it more than you guys do, I guess, or at least more than Steven. I just don't I don't really like Lost World that much. I think it has the second best soundtrack of the season, the first being Lost World. Yeah, that, I think that's fair. I'll go with that. I absolutely adore Lost World's soundtrack, and I really like Mania's too. Yeah, I think like the only thing that will stand a chance at moving the bar at this point is Forces. Yeah. Because otherwise, I think I'm like... I will probably like Sonic Team Racing, but I will probably feel similar to it about how I feel about Transformed, and yeah. that is cool. It's like the first one, but worse. <laughs> and then yeah. I I have lost all hope for Olympic Games Tokyo 2020. Like, I, I thought that it was like, oh, cool, they're getting better each time, and then they stopped getting better. So Yeah, they stopped getting better at, like, the third game. Yeah. Like I said, I've heard things about 2020 that make it different. But I no longer believe that those things will make it better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So this is this is a much needed thumbs up. It's it's like an island of positive experiences surrounded by an ocean of regret. Olympic games of regret. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely bringing up the average of this season hard. Yeah. All right. You can find me on Twitter at Isaiah Games. That's I S I A H Games. Yeah. Where's Charlie at? Uh, you can I'm find. I'm at Charlie is horse on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> I want to. I, I wanted to do it for you, but I forgot the word is in there, so I would have done it wrong. Yeah, you would just been like Charlie horse, and that is a cramp. That's <laughs> that's true. So, also, fun fact: we've only got three more games to talk about, so that's... we will theoretically have four more episodes considering we're doing an additional episode on mania yeah. and we might do two on forces depending on how that discussion goes yeah can't wait for the 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 three episode finale on uh, the olympic games <laughs> terrible <laughs> all right everybody bok bye bye i'm just gonna bye. say goodbye and leave it at that lame good yeah. nights